You are listening to 17 Karat K-Pop. For more information about this show, as well as the other show I do, How to Stan, visit 17karatkpop.weebly.com and subscribe to my newsletter at howtostan.substack.com. K-pop interviews, album reviews, and more. Subscribing is free, but if you want to continue to support my work, feel free to donate. Click the support the show button on the homepage at 17karatkpop.weebly.com. Welcome back to 17 Karat K-Pop. I am so psyched for today's episode, because you know NCT comebacks are like my Christmas, plus birthday, plus some made-up holiday. Anyway, the point is, I'm so freaking excited and have so many new thoughts to share that I wanted to get this episode out right away, so you should be listening to it if all went according to plan. This episode is out the morning of release day, December 14th, 2021. So because of that, yes, there's probably more content, more discussion about the album, comments they made in press releases that I will not have in today's episode because of recording it early. But I will keep any developments in mind and address them on a future episode of the show. But I have a lot of preliminary thoughts already and tons to talk about. So even without a full breakdown of the album track by track, the full beautiful music video, other as-I-record-this-unreleased stuff. There's still a lot to talk about with these teaser videos. So buckle up, and let's dive right in. First things first, keep in mind that the release was out of order. So each of the teaser videos released as part of this NCT Universe comeback, with all the different subunits coming together, the teaser videos were released stage 1, stage 2, etc. But not chronologically. So first stage 3, then stage 1, 2, and 4. So keep that in mind. And a similar messed up chronology happened with the teaser videos for NCT Dreams, Hot Sauce, and Hello Future eras, where Diggity was called Dreamverse Chapter 3, but it's a flipped order and comes first on the album. So that messed up chronology is notable. Also notable content just from the teaser images, worth keeping in mind. There are group shots by this dark cityscape. There's also an image of a beach seen by Doyoung. NCT Dream are back with a red car. And Jemin's shirt says a bunch of text on it. And the parts that are visible below the jacket include somewhere someone knows there is a place which is totally fulfilling, a desperate flick of fulfillment, state of fulfillment, because through you get close to it, They're grasping for some sort of contentment, so keep that in mind. I reorganized it into the chronological order, so let's start with the video called Stage Zero, The Seventh Sense, The First Encounter of a Dream. It starts with the members seen from above, from like a bird's eye view, as they descend a spiral staircase. Taeyeon opens his eyes like he was asleep and says, this time, two, T-W-O. Read into that what you will. Some of the clips shown in rapid succession after he says that. Someone standing in front of what looked like massive clouds of smoke in this black and white scene. Then a different black and white scene of a young kid standing on the shore of a beach. There's a close-up of a hand that tries to grasp at and hold onto water, and that eventually turns into an attempt to hold onto sand. Then there's a close-up of an hourglass with water in it, and then a close-up of Taeyeon, the leader of the group. This will all make more sense later. I'm just going to run through what happened, then break down what it means. 
So Taeyeon references the number two, then there's a rapid succession of images. Then Taeyeon is seen in a room by himself, a pile of sand by him, and an hourglass. Attached to the hourglass is this magic flute. It's basically a whistle. It looks like a whistle, but you blow it and it sounds melodic like a flute. So I'm going to call it a flute, but whatever. It's a whistle. You know what I mean. Shotaro is next to hold that flute. Then Taeyeon is seen holding it again. Then it's passed on to Sunshan. So this magic flute went from brand new member of the group to the leader of the group back to another new member. He was the in-between to facilitate that. Reminds me of the NCT 2020 teaser video where Taeyeon controlled the action, controlled people's movements with his hands basically and with a hand gesture. And Shotaro and Sunchan were then brought into the picture, brought into the story using this holographic card to complete a puzzle. There's a connection here. Now the image that looked like ocean waves now appears to look like blue skies and clouds. As the image turns upside down, then there's another rapid succession of images. TV scattered everywhere. A shadow in front of red light. A black and white scene with a piano and a whiteboard. A close-up of someone staring at the shore. A person sitting on an animated hill, like a 2D hill, staring at a giant full moon. Boys running towards this tiny house, blowing the whistle. And then Taeyeon is seen bathed in red light. The video ends with the sound of a tape ending, like a VHS tape. More of the action gets going in stage one, seeing myself in a dream. Jisun is lying on his bed, playing with his stress ball. It falls under his bed, he goes to reach for it, and sees a dog sitting under there. The dog basically becomes his new friend. He plays with the dog, sleeps beside it. A voiceover says, hey Jisun, is it a dog this time? Which is interesting, implying that he's always finding surprises in his room. Then the voiceover says, you really fell asleep. And then the screen turns black and we move on to Runjin, who orders delivery. The delivery man shows up and looks identical to him. Something they both look so shocked about. Also notable that this company he ordered delivery from is called Dream Delivery. So he basically meets a clone and the screen goes to black. Next up is Doyun's scene where he gets into this car, this Uber or something similar, he's getting a ride, and he hears this radio announcement from someone who goes by the name Doyun, who calls himself the host of Kwanya. The voice mentions wanting to sing at this school choir competition, then is talking in third person. Doyun will do a good job. So it's unclear if by talking in the third person, that person is talking about the other Doyun, or if that DJ is just referring to himself that way. But as those words are said, about Doyeon doing a good job, his eyes close, and he basically nods off. He later wakes up and sees an identical car next to his, right down to the license plate. This identical car, it pulls up right beside the one he is in, almost as if it was just a copy-pasted image. Doyeon tries to wave at this identical car, but it's super tinted, hard to see out of. The window gets rolled down and reveals that beach that ocean scene that keeps showing up. Zoomed out, the ocean scene appears to be part of this cutout in a brick wall. Like there's this image beyond the wall, but all you can see of that happening is the image in that tiny square section. Also notable for later is that a light pink flower is growing right in front of that wall. 
The next scene is when Kuhn is looking into the full-length mirror and trying to decide what to wear. So he opts for this fancy blazer. He looks in the mirror to see how it looks, but instead of seeing his reflection reflect what it should as mirrors work, him in the blazer, it shows him in casual clothes. Like it's not him, it's someone else in the mirror. Another clone is a part of the next scene, which stars Yang Yang. They end up playing a sport together, and while they're in the gym, there's this moment where the clone and him kind of become one. Like, not separate bodies anymore. It's like the clone was a ghost that materialized out of him and then decided to sink back into him. Next up is Hei Chan's scene, where he's playing video games. Not much else to say there, except that 2D images keep coming to life and jumping out of the screen. The next video is stage two, Surfing in Our Dreams. Tail is reading a book we will address later. But he's reading this book, but suddenly these doors start to move away. The doors sink deeper into the wall. So he follows them, curious why these doors are moving. And when he opens the two big doors, beyond him lies this animated world. And he jumps into this scene with Chunla, where their animated selves start surfing. Meanwhile, in this other room, Ten is dancing alone until a cartoon character shows up. It's Tail. Real Life 10 is face-to-face with 2D Tail. Then, long story short, Yuda enters this room, but then disappears before he can be seen, like magic, basically. Screen fades to black, and we move on to win-win scene. He's walking down an empty street until an animated character approaches him. And the second he joins hands by shaking hands with this animated character, Animated 2D looking streetlights turn on and glow yellow, thanks to their teaming up basically. Stage 3 is called Synchronization of Dreams. It at first looks like Hendery and Jemin are blowing on those flutes I mentioned earlier from separate locations. But then the camera zooms back farther, and you see they're actually in identical chairs in the same woods the same grassy field facing each other, blowing the identical flutes. The 2D elements enter this scene after that flute blowing. Jemin abruptly sits up in bed, so it was like that scene where he triggered 2D images to pop up and was playing the flute with Hendery was a dream that he just woke up from. He goes to answer the door and it's Hendery who offers him a flute. No dialogue at that moment, but you can assume, as a viewer, he's saying, you left this with me, basically. You were looking for this. But here's the thing. Even though that flute-playing scene appears to have been just a dream, Jemin still has that flute from that dream. He woke up and it was still around his neck, even though it seemed like a dream. Further complicating what is imagined versus actually happening in the real world, the next door he answers It's not Hendry who shows up, it's just the world moving rapidly beneath him, because he's on a train. The camera zooms out, and the train looks just like a tiny image inside Johnny's eye. Then we pivot to Johnny's scene, where he's on this plane, notably reading A Dream Within a Dream by Edgar Allan Poe. Something feels off, so he texts everything okay, wondering what's going on. No response in this video. But I guess he's not too worried about it because he's able to sleep well on the plane after that. Sent out the text and was like, my conscience is cleared. I did what I could. 
puts on headphones, closes his eyes, and when he seems to be asleep, that's when, you guessed it, 2D animations begin. Then there is Shotaro's scene, where he is looking into a full-length mirror, and he sees something even more peculiar than if he saw, like what Kuhn did, a different version of himself. This is even weirder, because he sees this animated bubble, this 2D little scene within the mirror. Speaking of looking in a mirror, Sunshan begins to do that in this hair and makeup department. As he's getting ready for who knows what, he picks up the flute that was on the table. And animation show up, popping up out of his eyes before the screen goes to black. Stage four is called Resonance. There are two main scenes in that video. One with this blue-green lighting, at times blue as well as green, and the other full of rocks in its pitch blackout. There's a small little pool of water, some swing sets. It's an interesting brand of eerie that brings to mind, probably not coincidentally, their vampire music video, as well as some other SM artist work, Tamin, EXO, etc. This video features a ton of dialogue, so I'm just going to read it. Just know that the only action happening between comments is close-ups of the members posing in different combinations, basically. All in these two different environments. Oh, what's wrong, Mark? Why are you so late? Sorry, guys, my bad. It was such a long day. I just fell asleep. I had a feeling in my dream to meet Junwoo, and I was correct. Oh, Jeno grew up a lot. Almost all the members I expected are gathered here. I can feel the frequency better. Now that I think of it, it's been a while since we gathered at the Kwanya of Unconsciousness. Oh, by the way, isn't it your first time, Sunshine and Shotaro? It's so amazing and fun, I still can't believe this is real. How about you, Sunshine? I can't explain it. It's so amazing that I really don't want to wake up from this dream. Again... It seems notable that the last of the close-ups goes to leader Taeyeon again, right after the conversation with the two newcomers that he keeps checking in on. Basically, it was like a gathering in this unconscious world that you'll notice bears the same name as the city Doyeon was in when he was in the cab, hearing that radio announcer speak. Very notable here is that all that dialogue takes place almost telepathically, it's a voiceover narration. So the members are seen posing and looking at each other, but you don't see their mouths ever move. This dialogue is all like an unseen narrator, even though they're right there. They could just be talking, but it takes the form of like an omniscient voice. The NCT Dream subunit's main video is called Dreaming, and they perform in this small little square area, the shallow level of water at their feet. And eventually, small fires outline this square of water they dance on. The camera angle spins a lot, changes your point of view of the situation. Chunla is seen in the water, standing there alone before the other members join him. And Jeno is by this red car. Those are the big facts to note for later. Wavy's video is for their song, Miracle which is full of 2D images that keep popping up around them, like they're triggered by their body movements. The NCT-127 subunit's video is for Earthquake. Most notable there, Taeyeon hits something with a baseball bat that promptly bursts into flames. Mark also has a baseball bat, and the new single is called Let's Play Ball. 
I find this also significant because Win-Win previously was swinging around a baseball bat in the video for Moonwalk. I like to keep tabs on what symbols show up again, what props may be turning into symbols, or at the very least, a nod to previous videos that has to do with the broader story, tying chapters of it together. There's also the presence of this surveillance system, basically. There are moments where you see the members as if you're watching, like, a security camera. Then, most notable in the NCTU video, the lyrics about opening their eyes, seeing their destiny, feeling the universe shout back, basically. And then I would also note Junwoo is surrounded by enormous, colorful flower petals that slowly fall around him before he levitates, basically slow-mo falls, suspended in the air among them. Remember, he's the member who levitated in Superhuman as well. The video for Let's Play Ball ends with the member seeing a poster for NCTU on a billboard, which again brings into question, wait, are those the famous NCTU, the clones of you? How much are these mini-movies breaking the fourth wall in a way? That comes into question at the last second, before you have time to process it. What the heck is going on? A good place to start is to look to the past previous comebacks, previous music videos. First of all, in the Stage Zero mini-movie, the one with all the clips in rapid succession, there are black and white images. Previously, that was also the case with Limitless and Yes Today. That's the one where 2D colorful animations seem to leap out at them, enter their dimension as this arcade game was played, black and white to very colorful and lively. Yes, I hope you noted the arcade mentioned there. And Hei-chan gets some action in the 2D world to jump into the real world with playing a video game. There were also video games nodded to through controllers, seen in sticker-era teasers, and other teaser content. Lots of clouds of smoke and beach scenes have been a part of their work before, most notably From Home, as well as Ten Solo, New Heroes. The hourglass and sand have both repeatedly showed up in their work, references to the passage of time. In this first video, there's a stream of red light for a second. Red lights are a part of the story in The Seventh Sense, as well as many of their other videos. And just like in The Seventh Sense video, the video ends with Taeyeon bathed in red light. Other things I noticed that tie together different eras the whiteboard scene for a second reminded me of the sticker era teaser images. And all the TV scattered everywhere, that is a super constant theme in both NCT and just as some entertainment artists work in general. Tons of TV scene just scattered around the room, some turned to a static channel. And we'll get to what that means, I promise. If you remember any detail though, make sure it's the hourglass in the hand that held the water and then sand. Stage 1, the video with the identical delivery man, brought to mind clones that we've already seen in Superhuman, the past and future teaser video, Super M content, and then other SM artists too, Red Velvet, Tame In, etc. We also see a white car pull up, just like the one in Cherry Bomb, also in Takeoff, Moonwalk. The light pink flowers seen in front of the brick wall, that flower was also part of the vampire short films. Kun and Shotaro both have scenes in their teasers staring into a full-length mirror, which were a part of the story as well, in Boom and We Go Up. 
You may also recall on previous NCT Talk episodes that I said keep an eye on Heichan's character because I think Heichan's character knows more than the others. He's the one that always stops to just stare up at the sky. Like, he has a suspicion there's a world beyond the world he's in currently. And also remember earlier he was being followed. Like, people are on his tail. He knows too much. So his character, I think, is more aware of what level of consciousness they're at, what dimension they're in, than most characters, if not all of them. So it seems very notable that the sweater he wears in this teaser video says undercover on it. The stage 2 video with the animated surfing, prior to that, Tail was just sitting there reading a book about color psychology. And it is a very real thing, and it seems notable that he's reading that, because I said in previous NCT Talk episodes, their color choices in videos I've always thought actually do have greater meaning than meets the eye. Like all this red light. Color psychology shows red light stimulates both a sense of danger and warmth and fierce passion in a positive way. Similarly, actually, neon green, which is NCT's key color, stimulates feelings of excitement and can stimulate a sense of danger, like a warning sign. So the contradictory positive and negative reactions to the key colors they use to tell their story? This book tale's reading seems to be a good reminder of that purpose. Noteworthy that Win-Win wears is a jacket that says ache on the back. Could be a brand thing. Could be random. I just thought it was kind of funny and relatable. A nice don't talk to me message. Just wear something that says ache. It's like a do not disturb sign for your wardrobe. A detail worth pausing and rewinding to from stage three, the one with Johnny in the plane, and the members blowing the flutes in the field. I would note that the flute blowing that at first sounded melodic, it then provokes these 2D images to spill forth into the real world after changing tune, literally changing its tune. So it goes from melodic and pleasant to sounding kind of like a warning or an alarm going off. That really made me stop and take note because, remember, in the song Vampire, there's a similar detour where the very catchy whistling just kind of changes direction and starts to sound more like an alarm going off. What I took note of in the Dreamin' video, first of all, the small square they perform in brought to mind a ton of the other videos where the members seem to stick to one small square of a huge location. Like they actually are trapped and can't explore the whole place. Some force is keeping them there. There are also, of course, a ton of videos that have shown flames in the other things shown here, the red car, the camera spinning and changing directions. Chanala is seen in that square space where they dance alone before the others join him. And that seems significant because Chanala also played a key standout role in NCT 2020 videos, where his arms would rise and then the flames would rise with them. So he has some sort of special leader role, I think, in this story. Things that gave me pause in the Miracle video. There's this one moment where the shadow of, like, a kind of giant ball is seen rolling down the hall. And, just hear me out here, that reminded me, what if that is the orb? Like, the big orb floating in the sky in several NCT videos. But now, in a plot twist, it's on the loose. You never know. The lyrics that show up on the screen... Only a few actually pop up on the screen. All the love and the peace. It reminded me of the peace and love theme of the science NCT Dreamholds in Hello Future. Then keep in mind the angel wings. 
the animated angel wings that pop up on 10. Because 2D angel wings that were black angel wings, dark angel wings, were in the takeoff video. Now the animated ones are white. Other notable aspects that stood out to me that reminded me of past videos include this significant placement of folding chairs, sometimes levitating off the ground, as well as blowing out a flame. Like blowing out a candle in previous videos, this time it's just Ten sitting alone, holding the flame that he blows out at the end. In the earthquake video, what caught my eye most, the bouquet of flowers on fire because of the presence of fire and flowers and that surveillance state, the target scene, because that target also was featured in regular and superhuman. You are probably thinking, Hope, okay, you see a lot of parallels here. You see ways they are nodding to previous videos. But besides repetition, what's the meaning of all of this? What do these symbols how are they symbols? What do they have in common? Allow Edgar Allan Poe to explain. He wrote the poem, A Dream Within a Dream, that Johnny read on that plane, and it pretty much sums up what is happening in NCT world. It's pretty short, so I'm just going to read it to you, and it doesn't actually require a ton of explanation. You can pretty much gather from it that he feels like time is slipping from his grasp, and he needs to find out what to do about it. Take this kiss upon the brow, and in parting from you now, thus much let me avow, you are not wrong, who deem that my days have been a dream. Yet if hope has flown away, in a night or in a day, in a vision or in none, is it therefore the less gun? I'm assuming you're supposed to make it rhyme, but he says gone, not gun there. Anyway, all that we see or seem is but a dream within a dream. I stand amid the roar of a surf-tormented shore, and I hold within my hand grains of the golden sand. How few, yet how they creep through my fingers to the deep while I weep. Oh God, can I not grasp them with a tighter clasp? Oh God, can I not save one from the pitiless wave? Is all that we see or seem but a dream within a dream? This all reminds me of Junwoo's shirt in the sticker promo because it said, question everything, on this big button he wore. Question everything, and that is the epitome of that poem. It's contemplating what to do about how unpredictable time is, which makes it so scary. Hence why the members keep in these videos holding sand and an hourglass, time is slipping away. And that sense that lies with them, that uncertainty, underlies their whole narrative. Now it makes a lot more sense to think about these certain quotes from the story of favorite short films. These direct quotes include, My time is forever. Perhaps saying doesn't flow would have been more right. That's why I like everything that has a beginning and ending. My everyday is repeating. The faster time passed, like a fast forward button. You're too vivid, to the point that I don't want to believe it. I know this is all a dream, and I couldn't turn it back. We stopped, but I continue to flow, and that drives me crazy. I go back and forth endlessly into our terrible destiny that has been shattered. No matter how many times it is, it won't change. And it goes on and on. Their whole story there is about grappling with the concept of time, and how when they're vampires in that story of favorite in those short films, their loved one is mortal, and they're trying to understand that. What do they do about that? 
and they described time as flowing, changing frequencies, and wishing they could do more to alter those frequencies. Which is when dimension hopping comes into play. Skipping around a bit, here are parts of the past and future monologue from NCT 2020's releases, some direct quotes from that that further this concept. This world on unconscious is a world made of filtered events. In the conscious world, it keeps expanding limitlessly from the deep sea, beyond the infinite universe, created by filtration from the sea of unconscious. It is also a limitless medium and can connect dimension to dimension. People within people, emotions within emotions, we spread other infinitely through new journeys. The constant reference to waves, the sea, is meant to have that double meaning. The actual literal symbol of the waves that keep showing up, and the references to a frequency, like sound waves. And also, the waves that come to mind when you think of Carl Jung. He compared the sea to the mother of all lives in the best metaphor you can think of for the unconscious, and he described the unconscious mind of a human as a sea because it's endless, beyond the imagination. The story of favorite from NCT does frequently reference a sea, again in a dual meaning way, referring to literally going on a date to the sea to go see the colors on the water, and it has that deeper undertone as they contemplate where they can see their loved one in the fact that they can, because they have these abilities to go into their memories and revisit events, alter the passage of time in their heads. That's what he ultimately says. Everything we do is kind of just made up through our mind. Nothing is instinctual. It's all been there in that sea in our minds. In other words, anything you do stems from an idea, a thought, a concept that took up space in a sea of unconscious in your head. You don't do anything 100% impulsively. That's not really how your mind works. There's something behind everything. Which is why he would say, quote, who looks outside dreams, who looks inside awakes. And that's why NCT has albums both addressing dreaming and awakening and awaken the world and all that stuff. Because their message of awakening the world refers to looking inward, actually. And guess what's inward? That big sea of unconscious. Which is what they refer to as this quania, this unconscious world they go to to pull out these new ideas and concepts. He also said, quote, Until you make the unconscious conscious, it will direct your life and you'll call it fate. This playing with what's conscious and what's not, what's a dream and what's reality, as we've talked about constantly throughout NCT Talk episodes, NCT's cinematic universe also explores this dimension hopping that complicates the picture even more when you're trying to determine what's real and what's not. What does make a difference between your conscious and unconscious mind? That's distorted, that's discombobulated even more by factors like changing the medium, going from black and white to color in the same video, otherwise changing up the camera angle, having all those TV sets in the video. There are even some music videos where members are seen in the TVs. Seeing someone else in the mirror, seeing clones of yourself, seeing some other world taking place at a distance, or staring up at the sky and seeing a horn hears a who type of situation, seeing something much bigger happening in a different world above you. 
getting engaged with, involved with video games, movies, TV, going on stage, doing a theater performance. The whole premise is based on this playing with the idea of, is this all an act? What is going on? Because remember, Sunchan takes the flute while he's seen in hair and makeup. For what, we don't know. But he's filming something. He's putting on the show. And remember in Taeyeon's Super M intro video, clones of him filled the auditorium. They've also been back at that auditorium for other videos. So they really are, you know, what is this? A movie within a movie, a show within a show within a movie, a theater play within a cartoon, within a game, within a movie, within real life. All that is intentionally constantly messed with. So some things to look out for going forward. One is keep an eye on the dimension hopping, this frequent interplay of 2D, 3D, 4D worlds, jumping back and forth between them. And also keep in mind SM Entertainment artists in general and the ways those symbols connect them. That dimension hopping is all over the place, as we've talked about on NCT Talk before. And I actually forgot to mention this earlier in a different episode, but take note that Red Velvet's Queendom video starts with a storm drain being zoomed in on. The members and their whole Queendom is in the storm drain. It's a tiny world below our world. In other major hints about the SM Entertainment larger cinematic universe are revealed video after video if you pay close attention, or at least are an avid listener of this show. So A, keep in mind that dimension hopping. Keep in mind the ways that other SM Entertainment artists dimension hop as well as have symbols that connect them, the full moon, etc. The butterfly. Butterflies were part of the favorite video for NCT, as well as Make-A-Wish, and they connect other artists' work, too. C. Prepare for a chronology to not help you. The releases keep coming without a chronology. So you have to piece together a chronology. You can't expect, well, this must have happened because this happened. You don't necessarily know what chapter in the cinematic universe shaped the ones that followed it, because this whole thing is about not knowing a coherent passage of time. Don't use chronology to help you understand the story. You kind of have to figure it out for yourself. Fourth thing, keep in mind the order of the flute players. I know I just said, don't worry about chronology, but it is interesting to note that across these teaser videos, Only five of the members have actually had the flute. Only five have had access. Only three have actually blown the flute. This flute is surely going to come back as an important symbol. It's literally shown as bound to the hourglass. As for how confusing it may seem, like, wait, which character is dreaming? Each scene keeps fading to black. This scene is actually in someone's head. This scene isn't. This scene is a dream. This scene isn't. What's going on? Here's my theory that hopefully helps simplify it. I think there are several storylines going on at once. So some are more in-depth, dreams within dreams, than others, but I do think they're separate. So what's happening with some characters does not imply those are just extra layers to the dreaming occurring among other characters. So I think the new universe teasers, there are three main things they do, three main situations they have. One is this actual Quanya this actual sea of unconscious, where a handful of the members are talking to the new members, getting them acclimated for the first time to this this resting place, essentially, this sea of unconscious, to just roaming it. Situation two, I think Jemin is in the quote-unquote normal world. I think he's in the real world, and here's why. 
He's the one who had the flute and then thought he woke up from a dream where he had been playing it, only to find the flute from his dream was still with him in real life. That I don't think means he is inherently part of a dream still. I think he did wake up from a dream, but he sort of dimension hopped his way there. And the fact that he showed up in Johnny's eye, I think that image was not to say that he's a figment of his imagination. I think that was just to indicate Johnny's thinking about him and maybe even communicating with him. I think Johnny's character has this dimension hopping ability and maybe he's kind of mentoring Jemin in some ways. That's why he's texting, you all right, all good, I have, I'm getting bad vibes because Johnny has these superpower premonitions, as the other 127 members seem to, like in the story of Favorite, showing that they can see the future, they can see when things aren't going right, they know what needs to be done to alter time and space in the right way. But sometimes that flow they're creating is disrupted by something like what Jemin did, take something from the dream world and put it in the real world, the flute. So he took the flute from the dream world back into his world, and Johnny was made telepathically aware of that. So yes, I think Hendry here, when he's like, you left your flute at my house and brings it over, he did. But Hendry's none the wiser about the one that was brought back from the dream, because I think Hendry's character is just in the real world, not super power-filled. Probably why he didn't save himself in the Turn Back Time video. So there's Johnny in the dimension hopping he's being keyed in on. There's the newbies getting acclimated to Quanya, And there is Doyen, who I think is the one the deepest in the layers of dreams. I think he is at least two layers deep. Because he's dreaming about Runjin, who is dreaming about Jisun. Not to mention how the radio in the cab Doyen rides in is talking about the Quanya world of unconscious indicating that the radio playing in his cab is also a radio in the unconscious world. So I think Doyon is a character who might actually just be a permanent resident of a dreamscape, like he just spends his life in the sea of unconscious, like it's its own town, and not somewhere your mind retreats to at times. That's just his existence. I also think that because he is asleep a lot. <laughs> he is. He's always seen dreaming in Favorite and in Let's Play Ball as well, in even newer stuff than that. Three more things I would keep an eye on in this NCT SM Entertainment Cinematic Universe. First of all, lots of instrumentals for NCT songs soundtrack these new teaser videos. Seven Cents, Fly Away With Me, All For Love, Two Interludes. It seems notable that there's a, a song from every NCT subunit is included there, except NCT Dream. The one with Dream in the name doesn't get a song in this Dream content. That just seems funny and noteworthy. Then you gotta pay close attention in the future to these Quanya references. Because it's in Espeson Savage. They talk about, don't forget, this is Quanya. I control space and time. Make it, break it. It's also referenced in Don't Fight the Feeling by XO. Pay attention to that word when it comes up. Lastly, there may be some significance with the numbers in the Universe Teaser videos. The taxi radio has a time at like 4.02 on it. Kuhn's room has a clock that says 4.09. There's an apartment number 94. The license plate on that one car has a 4.09. The house address shows a number 16. What you really need to notice is so many nines, sixes, and fours. Just something to think about. 
Those are some of my thoughts and theories about the latest content from NCT. I do have more to say, surely, again, about this album after I've listened to it. I just had too much to get out there beforehand. So if you remember anything about what they're doing with their story, go back to the Edgar Allan Poe poem. That dream within a dream reflection. Ruminating about, oh time, why must you be so unpredictable? Ironically predictable and unpredictable. Being annoyed with time. There's so much more to this story about how the consequences in one world alter the others, which may include how changing time affects other worlds. This story is really, it could be endless, as endless as the Sea of Unconscious. I am so looking forward to their future chapters because of that, so once again I just have to end with saying thank you NCT. This is so fun for me. Truly, just so exciting. Something I need to look forward to. We all need something to look forward to. And as a friendless person, your music is what I look forward to. That's just how it is. So I'm not lonely with your music. I feel good. I feel empowered. I feel excited. I feel passionate about overanalyzing this world you've created and continue to create. It's a very special gift for me to immerse myself in N-City when I get so lonely and annoyed with the world. It's a nice distraction. It's very fun to dissect and think about. It's got me to think about the concepts at a deep level, too, about the unconscious mind and whatnot. Really thought-provoking, compelling story. Keep up the great work. Enough sappy talk. Go enjoy the album, everyone. Thank you all for listening, and I'll talk to you all again soon. Bye.